Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, will be learning Daf Gimel in Maseches Rosh Hashanah. Yesterday, some of the audio got cut off, so I just wanted to start in the middle of Beis Amid Beis, because really, it's a standalone sugya. Just to reorient ourselves, we were talking about the Malachim. We were saying that Rosh Hashanah Malachim is a Nisan. So the first question we asked was, why we need a Rosh Hashanah Malachim? And we said, Kvod Malchus and Shtaros, very nice. The second thing we were talking about was, why would it be a Nisan? Uh, before we got that, the part where the audio cut, cut off, the Brysa was talking about, uh, there was a Brysa with three different cases. What if the transition from one king to the other happened before Rosh Hashanah, which would be in Adar? What if it happened right after, in the beginning of Nisan? And then what would, what would happen if the Melech died, first Melech died at the end of one year, which would be the end of Adar of one year, and the beginning of Nisan of the other year. And the analysis that was like the last piece where we got cut off, the analysis was basically if two kings died uh, within what would be considered the same year, so then a star, let's say you'd say the 18th for one king would be valid, and the star to say that it's the first year of the subsequent king both of those shtaros would be valid, whereas if the king died right at the end of one year and then the new king took over at the beginning of the next, so then you would have different uh, shtaros. The first star would say, oh, it's the end of the last reign, right, last year of the reign of the first king, and then the subsequent star in the following year would only mention the new king. That's where we left off. So we're in the middle of the page on Basim and Bays, and Barry probably will be coming in shortly, and so we are allowing ourselves to start a little early because we want to get a running start on the reason of why it would be on the first of Nissan. Okay, perfect timing, Barry. We're talking about, the, uh, we're going back a little bit because a piece of the audio got cut off, and so in the middle of Beis and Beis, it's anyway a standalone sugya. Why are we going to start on the first of Nissan? The Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Minayin lamlachem she'in mon lahem elamin Nissan. Because even though we learned it yesterday, we're learning it again because it got cut off. And anyway, it's a standalone sugya that I think makes a lot of sense uh, in this context. I didn't make as much sense anyway, so Hashem did me a favor and cut off the audio. Hopefully this is either going to be good or going to be cut off again. Okay, so here's the thing. Andrew, let me orient you here. The, way we're, the only way to prove, and this has to do with our introduction yesterday, the only way you're going to be able to prove, I didn't mean to wake you, that... Um, that the year starts at either Tishrei or at Nisan is you take two different episodes and you figure out two, two different episodes that were supposedly at the same year and you figure out which one came before the other and then you could know whether Rosh Hashanah was Nisan or Tishrei if those are your two choices. How so? Because again, if one episode happens in Av and one episode happens in Shvat of the same year, so if the episode that happened and it's considered the same year, Right, that much has to be established. So, if the episode that happened in Av came first, so then Rosh Hashanah had to have been on Nisan, because although, because between Av and Shvat, there's a Tishrei and there's a Nisan, but depends which which one you're starting with. So, if you start with Av, Rosh Hashanah has to be on Nisan, and that's how they're the same year. If the first episode happened in Shvat, so then Rosh Hashanah would have to be on Tishrei, because then between Shvat and Av, there is no right, changing over of the year. So if you know that they happen the same year and you know which one happens first, you can figure out whether it's Tishrei or Nisan. Our Gemara today will also uh, consider the possibilities of some of the other months as well. 
right? But assuming the two, we're, we're always commemorating something when we commemorate Rosh Hashanah. So you could commemorate Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that's a biggie. Kriyas, uh, Briyas Olam, that's another big one, right? Those are big, massive events that might set off the, uh, the years. And the Gemara also has the suggestion of the Mishkan. So let's dig in. Now that we have that background, we can figure it out. We are going to make allusion to two different uh, uh, historical points in history that are very different. One is the 40th year in the desert. So in all the years of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we're trying to figure out how we count years from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. It wasn't until the 12th hour, right? It wasn't until the 40th year that we finally had a record of two things happening in the same year that we could use to figure out when the years started. And um, the other example is later on, with the Persian kings around the time of the rebuilding of the Bayashani. Okay, so those are the two historical episodes that Bezat Hashem will be discussing today. So, Amar Yochanan. So, when we say that Malachim affirms Nisan, so the first thing Rabbi Yochanan establishes is that there's a connection between when kings um, New Year would be, and in fact, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's the very first thing. That is a Pasuk, right, in Malachim, that equates the rain, right, the second week, this is what we said yesterday, that when, when the second month, B'Shanah Harav East B'Chodesh Ziv. What is the, the month of Ziv? It's the second month. So on that month of Ziv, right, on the fourth year, that's when um, Shlomo Melech was a, uh, was built the base of Mikdash. So that's, that's very significant, okay. 480 years after Isias Mitzrayim. So the fact that it equates the year of the reign of Shlomo Melech to the year, uh, the new year of when we left Mitzrayim, says the Gemara, Makish Malchus Shlomo Isias Mitzrayim. My Isias Mitzrayim in Nisan, Af Malchus Shlomo in Nisan. Just like Isias Mitzrayim was in Nisan, that much we know, okay. We know the month that we left. So, and we know that when we count months, we always start from Nisan, irrespective of when the year starts. But, just like Matthias Mitzrayim was a Nisan, so to the new year of Malchus should be a Nisan. Um, I'm going to give it away now. It's going to be really complicated, but we are going to end up saying that the, it's possible that the King New Year for Jewish kings and the King New Year for non-Jewish kings are two different New Years. That's where it gets a little weird because the whole purpose we said why we have a King's New Year is for clarity and standardization in Shtaros. Well, so now you have to figure out if a king was like from or not, you know, to decide when the star uh, was written. Okay, but we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. So the Gemara asks, So we explained this yesterday. The Gemara is asking an astonishing question. How do we know that we start counting Yitzhak Mitzrayim from Nisan? Well, is there anything more basic in Judaism than the fact that Yitzhak Mitzrayim took place in Nisan? No, so the question is really, as Rashi explains, um, the, the question is not, when did we leave Mitzrayim, obviously? The question is, when we left Mitzrayim, like, it was on Nisan. So was that considered the seventh month or was that considered the first month? In other words, not when did we leave Mitzrayim, but did, as Rashi explains, it could be that, you know, if we left Mitzrayim, let's say in April, you'd still say that we left Mitzrayim in April. You don't all of a sudden start saying, from now on, from this day forward, this will be considered the New Year's. Right? It's a great, significant event, but Bracious was also a significant event, as the Gemara continues to say. Maybe we should just continue to count it from like Rosh Hashanah. So we say, okay, we left on Nisan, so it's the seventh month. That doesn't mean that it wasn't a great event, 
It just means that we don't reset world history and the new year and Rosh Hashanah based on when we left Mitzrayim. So the Gemara answers, So no, don't think that we don't count years of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim from, from Nisan because it says, and this is where we get to the episode with Aaron, Vayal Aaron HaKoyin Al Hohar Al Pi Hashem, so there we have Aaron a coin passing away. He goes on top of the mountain, as the Torah account recounts, and he passes away, and it's on the 40th year in the desert, right? So in the final hour, towards the end, Aaron a coin, a few months before Moshe Rabbeinu gives his uh, speech and says over Sefer Devarim, and himself passes away, his brother, his older brother, passes away. And it says that it's on Rosh Chodesh of the fifth month, which was of. So Rosh Chodesh of was when Aaron passed away. Uchsiv, shana. So now we have, see, on the 40th year, two accounts um, that we know happened at separate times, but were considered the same year. What was it? Ba'ashteyasa, which means 11. Ba'ashteyasa chodesh bechad lachodesh diber Moshe. That's Rosh Chodesh, that's when Moshe spoke. That was Rosh Chodesh Shvat. So again, Aaron spoke on Rosh Chodesh Av, Moshe spoke on Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Aaron passed away, rather, on Rosh Chodesh Av. Moshe spoke on Rosh Chodesh Shvat. If we can figure out, as we mentioned, which one happened first, we'll know when Rosh Hashanah was, because they were both considered to be in the same year, only a few months apart. Says the Gemara. Since the Av and the Shvat are both mentioned in, in the 40th year, has to be that Rosh Hashanah was not in Tishrei. Just to say, Rosh Hashanah has to be in Nisan. Obviously, because if Tishrei was Rosh Hashanah, then between Av and Shvat, it would have been Rosh Hashanah and would have been called, considered the 41st year. Because again, one thing that we do know, apparently, is that these two episodes were only a few months apart. What we don't know yet is which happened first. But if we knew that, if we know for sure that Aaron passed away first, then we know that the Rosh Chodesh, uh, Rosh Hashanah, from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was counted starting, uh, starting from Nisan, as follows. The Gemara questions. Bishlema, heich, mefarsh to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, elahai, mimai de Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, dilmala comes to Mishkan. So first of all, I can understand, right, the first, the first pasuk is understandable because it says explicitly that we're counting it from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, right? It said that Aaron went up, but the one that's sort of like floating out there is Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Kaleisel, so okay, it was Shvat. We say that it we say that it was the eleventh month, but we don't know where we're counting from. Maybe we're counting from Hakamas Mishkan. That too was a truly significant event. So the question is, we have that date of Moshe speaking as a floater. So maybe that's not fixed back to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We know that Aaron's death is because that's what the Pasuk says. But how do we know that Moshe is fixed back to Yitzhak Mitzrayim? So that's where the Gemara answers, something which Rav Papa says over here, and we'll say again in Daf Gimel as we get to it, is a Pasuk in Nechemia. Kedama Rav Papa, Shnas Esrim, Shnas Esrim Lagzeir Shava. It says the 20th year in a Gezeir Shava. We will be discussing that Gezeir Shava today at great length. This has to do with uh, Sefer Nehemiah with the Persian kings. We'll get to it. But for now, just keep in mind that since it said Shnas Esrim in two different psukim in Nehemiah, that there's a Gezeir Shava that creates an equality between those two psukim, and we transfer that same Gezeir Shava over here where it says 40th. 
as the Gemara says, Achanami, Shnas Arbaim, Shnas Arbaim, Lagzer Shava, Makal Nitzis Mitzrayim, Afkal Nitzis Mitzrayim. So we have a Gzer Shava because even though it doesn't say by Moshe Rabbeinu's speech that it happened on the 40th year from Yitzis Mitzrayim, it does say that it happened on the 40th year, and that is a phrase that appears by Aaron where it does. Uh, connected back to Yisrael Mitzrayim, and therefore we make an equality here, Xer Shava, that Moshe also was speaking on the 40th year for Yisrael Mitzrayim. Yisrael Mitzrayim. So then we say, Umay de Maisa of Kadim, Dilma Maisa de Shvat Kadim. Okay, so both um, Aaron's death and Moshe's speech are being traced back to Yisrael Mitzrayim, but we still don't know which one happened first. And that really is critical in determining whether we are counting from Tishrei or from Nisan. So the Gemara says, Don't let it even enter your mind that Aaron was alive when Moshe spoke. That can't be, right? In other words, if Aaron died after Moshe spoke, that means that Aaron was present at Moshe's speech. Could that possibly be true? When did Moshe speak? After he killed Sichon already. So not only... So there's one person that we know for sure was not alive in Moshe's speech. That's King Sichon was already done with. So King Sichon, however, died after Aaron. So if King Sichon was not alive at the time that Moshe spoke, then Aaron could not have been alive either. As the Gemara says, When Aaron passed away, Sichon was still alive. In other words, Aaron predeceased King Sichon. How do we know? Because the Pasuk says, as we finally arrive at Gimon of Alav, and Andrew looks angrily at, we'll get you there, we'll get you there. The Canaanite king of Arad heard about the, heard about what? Says the Gemara, what did he hear? What the king of Arad heard was Aaron passed away. This looked like an ace rutzon for him. That was a good omen. The fact that Aaron passed away means, as we know, the Be'er Miriam was tied to Miriam. The Anane Akavod was tied to Aaron Hakoin. By the way, nobody ever complained about, about the Anane Akavod. Aaron was a Ish, uh, Rodev Shalom. So with the absence of the Anane Kavod, that made the Kalisrael vulnerable, and the Canaanite Melech wanted to start fighting then. So, that's what he thought. This is a good time. Hashem saying, you can go fight Israel. And that is borne out by the fact that the Pasuk actually says, which sounds like they were actually, it could either mean that they saw or that they were scared, but either way, the Kalishal saw that Aaron died. That was a, that was a certainly a bad omen. That was a indication that uh, that was protective. Anani uh, Kavod were no longer there, and therefore that was a very big event for us in the desert. Now, Amar Rabbi Abau, right? So you would think that means that they were scared. Not exactly. It means not only that they saw that Aaron passed away, but the entire people were now seen, which is to say they were exposed by virtue of the Anarchic Covenant not being there, by virtue of Aaron Akoin passing away. Okay, right? Because the Pasuk says, So what does that mean? That the whole assembly saw because Aaron died? Does it mean perhaps Aaron died? So key can mean four things. It can mean one of these following. E, says the Gemara, Dilma, Ella, and Daha. E, if, Dilma, perhaps, Ella, but, and Daha, because. Now, if you uh, take the time, 
like Rashi does. You see a giant Rashi here. Kedere Shlokish starts on the first line of Rashi and goes on almost all the way down the page. Rashi knew a lot of Torah. That's an understatement. He'll take Psukim and give you every Pasuk, not every Pasuk, but many examples of each example of Ki and how Ki can mean E, Dilma, Ella, or Daha. Um, I could spend the rest of today on that, Andrew, or we can move on. It's really up to you. I'm going to blame you for this. Andrew says, don't blame me. You do what you want. <laughs> That's a good call, Andrew. Good for you. Um, but what is fascinating is not, none of the four fit into this Pasuk. <laughs> that is something that um, I think I saw Tosas points out. Uh, they, they, bring, they bring it out. And, Rash, and, and so it is fascinating here. Or maybe, maybe it's Rashi over here at the end. Um, the, the, the bottom line is that, right, put in if, perhaps, but, and because, and none of them fit. The entire assembly saw because Aaron died? No. Perhaps Aaron died? No. But Aaron died? No. If Aaron died, Rashi explains, that if here means that he died. That's all. So just so you know, for purposes of shot, that even these four explanations of the word key, this transitional word, um, don't necessarily satisfy this pasuk. But the point is, the point is, that this is a transitional word where the key means, right, that the word key means that there's a causality essentially here, right? That the Klali saw that there is some significance to the passing away of our own, which is that they are now exposed. Fine. So now, all of this is supposed to establish, just to get our heads screwed back on, that our own passed away before Moshe spoke, because when Moshe spoke, it was after already we killed off Sichon, and, and Sichon did not attack until Aaron died. So that means that if Sichon was already dead, that Aaron for sure had already passed away. However, the problem is the Pasuk doesn't say Sichon. It says, Haknani Melech Arad. What, what, as, as Tali Savalas said in, in, um, in, uh, in, in Kojak, according to the Israeli subtitles, Ma Inyan Shemitah Etzel Har Sinai. He said, what does that have to do with the price of rice in China? But the Israeli subtitles only in Israel says my Yin Shemitah Etzel Har Sinai. Um, anyways, so what me dummy says the Gemara? What, what's the comparison? Hasam Kanan Hachasichon, right? We're talking about Sichon passing away, and here you're talking about the Kanan attacking. So how are you making this uh, comparison? So the Gemara answers: It's all the same dude. Sichon Kanan Arad, they're all the same as follows. Tana, we have a Brisa. Who Sichon? Who Arad? Who Kanan? Three names for the same dude. Sichon Shadom Lasayich BeMidbar. So we called him Sichon because he resembled a desert horse. His face looked like a desert horse. That's what a, a, a foal, not a fowl, not a desert chicken, but a F-O-A-L, a little uh, horsey. Kenan al-Shem Achuso. So Kenan was the name of the kingdom, as we know, as we saw the kingdoms in Parshas Noach just this past week, Dafyomi coincidence. Umashmo Arad Shemo. But his actual name that his mother gave him was Arad. So that's why we know that Arad, Sichon, and Kenan was the same guy. Or Ikadami Arad Shadom Arod Bemidbar. Maybe actually his nickname was Arad because he looked not like a desert horse, but like a desert donkey. And Kanan al Shemach everybody agrees that the Kanan was the kingdom, and Sichon Shmo, but his mother named him Sichon. Be that as it may, Sichon, Arad, Kanani, all the same stuff. Um, by the way, it says Melech Arad. So neither of these explanations fit the Pasuk, right? And we said either Arad was his nickname or the name his mother gave him. It sounds like Melech Arad is that he's the king of Arad, which is a city in the south of Israel now where, like, there's 80,000 Ger Hasidim. 
but um, um, and, and 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 a bunch of secular people too. But be that as it's it's not far from um, from Be'er Sheva. But it, 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 in any event, Arad, Knani, Sichon are all the same guy, which is to say that when it says that Arad or Knani or Sichon attacked, that's all the same. And therefore, we see that Aaron predeceased him. And now we know that Aaron died in Av the same year that Moshe spoke later on in Shvat, which means that Av comes before Shvat, which means that Rosh Hashanah is on Nisan. Good. So that was Rabbi Yochanan's proof. However, the Gemara says, Rosh Hashanah ira. So now we're going to say, wait a minute. All we've established is that Av comes before Shvat. So that means that Rosh Hashanah is not between those two months. But it could be any one of the months before those two months. Why? Mehechetes and Nisan. Right? So I would have said, if I was Rabbi Yochanan, I said, what are you talking about? It's Yos Mitzrayim. When do you think we started? And the Pasuk says, in one of the Pasuk, it says it starts from Yos Mitzrayim. But let's, right? That's, that's how we do it. We don't give up on any detail. So let's see. Rosh Hashanah ear. So what about one of the other months? Why not ear? So the Gemara answers. Losak adaytach. Tachliv ahi b'chodesh rishon b'shana shanitz b'chad l'chodesh hukam mishkan. We said that it was on the first month, Nisan of the second year. Um, on that, that's when the mishkan was built. Uchsiv ahi b'shana hashenitz b'chodesh hashenitz naale anan me'al mishkan ha'idus. And we know that subsequent, right? So this is in the second year we built the mishkan, and subsequent that uh, to that. In the second month, which was ER, right, on the 20th of that month, that's when the cloud was lifted. So, right, so the point is, we actually have a mention of ER in the Torah. The mention is that it was, was when the cloud was lifted from the Mishkan. Oh, well, that Chodesh Hashini is ER. If that Chodesh Hashini is ER, and it's still considered the second year, so then you see that ER could not have been Rosh Hashanah because it happened on the 20th of ER. If ER was Rosh Hashanah, if the first of ER was Rosh Hashanah, then we would have said that that happened on the third year, right? But it says second year for both, and therefore that's how we know that ER is not when the year turns over. Okay, so the Gemara persists. Fema Rosh Hashanah Sivan, right? Maybe you could say that Rosh Hashanah Sivan, that's when Sipora Lavi was born, and we got yelled at at the hospital that we didn't call her Sivan, which is a popular Israeli name. But we named it for someone. So Los Al Kadaitach. You can't say that Rosh, Rosh Hashanah was Sivan. Because Sivan is also mentioned in the Torah. Right? It says the third month, which we know is Sivan, after they left Mitzrayim, the Im Isa, Right? In other words, when did they leave Mitzrayim? We said that they arrived. What what is this? This is the recounting in the Torah of when they arrived at the Midbar. So it took a while, it took a little bit, right? They're running out of civilization. It takes a little bit till you hit actual desert. It was on the third month. And we know that that's for sure, counting from Nisan. So we know that that's a reference to Sivan. And yet it says what? That it was on the first, uh, it doesn't really say what year it happened. But had it, see, this is again, going back to our introduction. They're totally dissociating months and years here, right? Such that if Rosh Chodesh, Sivan would have been the new year. The Torah would have said, and they left on the third month. So we know that that took them three months. We know that's really the very first year that leaving Mitzrayim on the third month. If that would have been Rosh Chodesh, they would have said on the second year, even though it had only been three months. If Rosh Chodesh is in Sivan, it would have said, and so it came to pass on the third month, which was on the second year, 
even do you understand that how dissociated the years and the months are? That even if though nobody disagrees that it was only three months, nobody says it was a year and three months, but it still would have said the second year if Rosh Hashanah four years would have been in Sivan. Okay, I think we're driving that we're beating that dead desert horse here. Anyway, so now we did we did Sivan, we did Er. We came up with, we were lucky enough to find Psukim for both of those months, but we can't keep going on like this, Barry. Says the Gemara, Ve'ema Tammuz, Ve'ema Av, Ve'ema Adar. You're gonna, you're gonna come up with Psukim up your sleeves for each one of these? We're not, we're not. This is, con, con, constitutes a Kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. So because of those, because we don't have proofs that it's not Tammuz, Av, and Adar, uh, the Gemara offers another suggestion. We'll get back to Rabbi Yochanan. But here, Elama Rabbi Elazar Mehacha. He has a different source for the fact that Rosh, that Rosh Hashanah is a Nisan for the Malachim as follows. Back to Shlomo Melech. Okay, so he's building the, he's beginning to build the base of Mikdash, the Bais Rishon, obviously. It says, We know that that's Iyar. Again, for Chodashim, it always starts in Nisan. Okay. So the second month is Iyar. Okay. In the fourth year of his reign. Okay. My Shani. The problem with this Pasuk is it says Shani twice. It says, So what does it mean? They start building it on Monday? What does that second Shani mean? So the Gemara wants to find out. It probes. Does it not mean that's the second month after which the month from where you start counting Malachim? In other words, this extra Shani might be alluding directly to the fact that you start counting kings from Nisan. Right? That's when you start counting the Rosh Hashanah for kings. Gemara says, no, that Shani can mean something else. Maybe it means within the second of the month. Don't forget. The Pasuk says it happened on the second right month, but it doesn't say which day in the second month. It doesn't give you the actual date. So maybe that's what it means. Maybe it means the second day of the second month. I think that makes a lot of sense. However, the Gemara doesn't think so because the Gemara says, It would have been more explicit, says the Gemara. It would have said, Okay. So then the Gemara says, So maybe it means Monday, <laughs> that he started building the base of Mikdash on a Monday. That's a good way, right? So it brings a whole new meaning to, right? Some people are miserable on Mondays, not us, but Mondays can be tough. But here, it's a good day to make a tikkun for that and start building the base of Mikdash. Uh, the Gemara says, that's a Rabbi Gross, he started a whole new thing, B'nai Aliyah B'tayra. Every day when people are putting away their tefillin, he's teaching the guys how they can make a Kiddush Hashem and do a Vodas Hashem while they're at work, not just in the yeshiva. It's like building a mishkan every, every, every Monday, right? Anyways, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, maybe I'll send you the link. It's a, it's a WhatsApp group now. Anyway, Rabbi Friend also is doing it every Sunday to his Talmidim. This, is if, if, uh, like, uh, this book is, is taken on. Uh, it's like Rabbi Lopiansky's Ben Torah for Life. Okay. So anyway, Chada, so, so why, why don't we do it on Monday? Why, don't, why is that not what the Pasuk means? So the Gemara gives two answers. First of all, Monday is never a thing. In other words, if you look at the Kuzari, he'll tell you that the fact that everybody keeps a seven-day week is a raya to creation and to the fact to the Torah and all B'nai, you know what I mean? You can find somebody in Polynesia and they're keeping a seven-day week. Why? It's because of the seven days of creation. But if you look in the Torah, it never says that day of the week, ever. That's literally what this means. Lo ashkechan sheini b'shabes, dechsiv. You never see a mention of the day of the week, ever, in the Torah. Okay, so Monday is not a thing. 
Ve'od, makish sheni basra l'sheni kama. And the other thing, a little more technical, textual idea, is that when it says, Bechodesh Hashini Basheni, we are actually saying that this use of the second is really compared to the first. It has to be context. Ma Sheni Kama Chodesh, Af Sheni Basra Chodesh. Just like the first second is referring to the second month, so to the last second is referring to something to do with the month, namely that the month, uh, the se- it's the second month, not only from what? From the beginning of when we count months, but it's also the second month from when we count years for Malachim. Okay, so now we're seven lines up from the wide. And we have a brysa that quotes Rabbi Yochanan verbatim from what we said before. So we'll run through it, right? Dafyomi Gold, we're going to eat up some real estate, Andrew, here. And we're going to bring Rabbi Yochanan back as follows. Tanya, come say the Rabbi Yochanan. We have a brysa that sounds a lot like Rabbi Yochanan. Remember, Rabbi Yochanan uh, brought his raya from Aaron a coin. Right, versus Sichon, as follows. How do we know that we can from Nisan? The Pasuk we already quoted, that it talks about, right, uh, when Aaron went up, and it says he went up, and then it says on the 11th month, that's when he went, that's Av, and there's also a Pasuk that says that Sichon was killed, and then it also says that the Knani heard. Again, this is sort of like shorthand, the entire argument we said before. And this is where we establish that the, the, that Aaron predeceased Sichon. And then we say that it was on the second year, on the first month. And then we already said on the second year, on the second month. This is already the part where we're proving that it's not ER. And it's not, right, that, that it's not Ir and it's not Sivan. That's what B'chodesh Hashni, B'chodesh Hashni, and B'chodesh Hashlishi. So we do have those two references. V'omer, V'yochel Livnos. And it says, and he began to build. It is a shorthand, right, rendition of the entire thing that Rabbi Yochanan had gone through. Now, what's fascinating is here that Rabbi Elazar poked holes in it because, right, because the Gemara said, Ve'ema Tamas, Ve'ema Av, Ve'ema Adar. But apparently, right, you put together enough of the sources and that was not considered the brysa that Rabbi Yochanan, so that, that's, that's, that's the point. In other words, Rabbi Yochanan's going according to this brysa. The brysa doesn't see the absence of a proof that it's not, that Rosh Chodesh, or the year starts at Av, Adar, or Tammuz as a problem. And I would have said, yeah, it's not a problem. Like, what's the Havamina that the year starts at Av? Like, mehechitesi, right? So, it's not such a strong kasha. So, Rabbi Yochanan could just reiterate that it's not such a strong kasha. It makes the most sense that it's, that it's, Sivan, that it's uh, Nisan. You want to say that it's another month, so I show you it's not Sivan, it's not ER, and you want me to give you proof. I don't need to prove for every single month. It makes the most sense. It's either going to be Tishrei or Nisan is the bottom line. And therefore, we have a brysa to corroborate Rabbi Yochanan. So, the brysa seems to indicate that Rabbi Yochanan is enough. Uh, what do we do with Rabbi Lazar? Rabbi Lazar sounds pretty direct also. So you say, maybe Rabbi Lazar's proof of the two Shanies is not really that direct, right? It says Shani. It really is interesting that it says Shani twice. Is it so obvious that it says Shani twice to teach you this idea that you start from the kings? Not necessarily. Anyway, you don't need more proof than this. You have two different proofs. You have the Bryson like Rabbi Yochanan, and so we can continue on. Okay. So now, five lines up from the bottom, the Gemara is going to talk about Nisan being the year of kings. Amar of Chista. This is what we alluded to before. Oh, 
After all that, the Rosh Hashanah for kings, it being in Nisan, is only true for Malchei Yisrael. But Ma'umas Olam are going to start from Tishrei. That's confusing. It makes sense Svarah-wise, right? Because after all, creation affects everybody, right? And that's Tishrei. And Yitzhak Mitzrayim is a Jewish uh, event. So that affects kings. The only thing is, it makes it a little complicated for Shtaris, which is the whole point of this. But that's besides the point. How do we know that we count Machi Umas Olam from Tishrei? So for that, you need a little historical lesson as follows. We know as follows. By Shani. We were exiled into Bavel, right? So there's a Babylonian empire. Then there was Persian kings. Cyrus, Dar- well, Darius, Cyrus, right? When I grew up in Hank, there were twin brothers, Cyrus and Darius Schwartz. You know these guys? They're like my contemporary, yeah. And they're firm guys, Cyrus and Darius. Uh, well, they were two relatively good Persian kings because they, in fact, allowed the rebuilding, right? So it was Bavel and then the kings of Persia. You'll recognize these names, Cyrus and Darius, and then Achashverosh, if that's a name should be familiar to you, and then Darius again, a second Darius, the Persian Darius, okay. So all of these guys um, were involved in the politics of the rebuilding of the second, right, Beis HaMikdash, the Aliyah back. So it was Bavel, and then Persia, and then the Greeks come in with Alexander the Great. But during the Persian, it spanned. Now, if you ask like the Persian historians, right, or if you go back to the ancient historians, they'll say it was more than four kings. It was an additional 169 years. It was a little longer than the time span that we're talking about here. More kings. Okay, but it's not 100% clear. And the rabbinic sources, certainly the Gemara sources and the Midrashic sources and our historical sources tell us that it's in fact the Psukim, right, uh, as borne out in, in Nehemiah and elsewhere, uh, indicate these four kings. So at the risk of oversimplifying, we'll just mention these four kings. Okay. So those four kings, this is where the psukim of 20 years and 20 years come in. Those was during a very difficult political time. You would have thought that Ezra and Nehemiah came to Israel, set up shop, got a Sanhedrin going, and then were oversaw the building of the Beis HaMikdash. But just to show you how tumultuous things were, Ezra didn't even show up until the base, a year and a half after the base of Mikdash was already complete. So it's really counterintuitive. There was just so much politics. And, it's, and the king was petitioned all the time. So Cyrus and Darius, they're thinking, maybe we should let the base of Mikdash rebuild. And then we know about the story of Purim. There was so much anti-Semitism, they're burning everything to the ground, right? All the, all the guy, they're, they're ransacking the place. Yerushalayim is being breached. They're burning to the ground. They're protesting. They're saying to the king, don't let him build the base of Mikdash. And then Purim happens, and they reaffirm that they're letting us build the Bayashani. And then they start building Bayashani. But Kali Israel wasn't always ready for Aliyah, right? So not everybody went. It was a small group, as the Navi explains. And then eventually, Ezra and Nehemiah show up, and they set it up a little bit, and they build up, uh, and the Beis HaMikdash is somewhat built, and uh, then you have the next Daryavash, right, the Persian, and then eventually the Greeks come in, and we know how that plays out. So it was not an easy time, this Bayashani rebuilding time. But be that as it may, let's look now at the Psukim, because in that context, we can understand what these Psukim are talking about. So, Shinema, Divir Nehemiah ben Chachalya, so here's the first Shnas Esrim. This is what we referenced before. This is the very first Pasuk in Nehemiah, I think. Yeah, Nehemiah 1.1. 1, 1. Very first Pasuk. These are the words of Nehemiah ben Chalia. So first of all, it gives you a time stamp. It says that it was in the month of Kislev. Okay. Now, if Tishrei 
So let's see. It was the month of Kislev on the 20, 20th year of what? So let's see. Um, of the king Artachshasta. Now Artachshasta is, we didn't mention him. We mentioned Cyrus, Darius, Darius again at the end, and Achashverosh. Who's Artachshasta? So Artachshasta is like empire, meaning that's what, or, or Pharaoh. That's what they called those kings. That's what we end up saying. But be that as it may, so let's watch. Here we go. You have, right, uh, in Kislev, Nehemiah starts speaking. Okay, so now, in Nisan, also 20th year. Okay, so what's happening here? Aha, see? In other words, like this. It doesn't say that it was the 21st year. Both of these episodes happen on the 20th year. And just like we did with Aaron Akon, if you could prove which episode happens first, then you know, right, when Rosh Chodesh is, uh, where the year starts, rather, right? So again, you have two episodes. One is Nehemiah starts speaking, and the other, what happened on the 20th year, we're going to see. So uh, what, what happened in Nisan of that year? So what's referencing is that Nehemiah is going to the king to allow him to go to Yerushalayim. Okay, so... What are these two psukim? So that's where you have to know the history. In the first pasuk that we mentioned that happened in Kislev, Nehemiah is informed that Yerushalayim is in bad shape. There is anti-Semitism everywhere and they're ransacking. That happens in Kislev. And it is in Nisan, subsequent to that, that Nehemiah goes, right, a few months later, right, like three, four months later, Nehemiah finally is granted an audience with the king to inform him of the sorry state of the Jews and to implore him to let him send reinforcements and supplies to the Jews of Yerushalayim, okay? So because we know, and this is what we're going to establish, because we know that first Nehemiah received word of the sorry state of the Jews, and that was in Kislev, and then Nehemiah when and employed the king, and that was in Nisan, and both of those are called the twentieth year. That's how you know that Rosh Chodesh for that king could not have been Nisan, because then it would have said the second year or the twenty-first rather year is when he went to them. But it doesn't. It, it counts it the same year. So when was Rosh Hashanah? So it must be that for this non-Jewish king that Nehemiah implored, it must be that the Rosh Hashanah is somewhere else. When would that be? Tishrei says the Gemara. Bishlei myeich Wait a minute. It says Artashasta. Elahai Mimaila Artashasta. So the second Pasuk says explicitly that it's talking to Artashasta. How do we know that the first Pasuk uh, was during the reign of Artashasta? Dilma, maybe, as we turn to Gimel Amad Bez, at the hopeless time of 612, but it's symbolic nonetheless. Maybe it refers to some other count. What other count means? Well, maybe it's 20th year to some historical uh, event. Maybe not from Artashasta reign. So the Gemara is going to say, no, 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 no. Amar of Papa, and this is Rav Papa that we mentioned before. Shnas Esrim, Shnas Esrim, Lagzeir Shava, Mahasam Lar Takshasta, Af Hachalar Takshasta. Just like, right, so here we have another Hekesh. Before we said, just like one Zitzitz Mitzrayim, the other one Zitzitz Mitzrayim, both these must have been from when, right, what? He ascended the throne from his reign. Okay. And so then the Gemara asks, the Maisa the Kislev Kadim, Dilma Maisa the Nisan Kadim. So we just assumed that the episodes were in order. First Kislev, then Nisan, which would mean the Rosh Hashanah had to have been in Tishrei. How do we know that the episodes were in that order? Maybe the, uh, sent the uh, audience with the king was first. So that's where you need to know the history. The Gemara answers, <laughs> 
The Tanya, we have a Bryce. Dvarim Sharmar Hanani Lanachemia Bekislave, Armar Nachemia Lamelech Benisan. Straight up Bryce. That Hanani, again, he was the one that told Kislev of the sorry state of the Jews. And the Bryce says explicitly a sequence of events that subsequent to that, that's when Nehemiah was granted an audience with the king, right? That was the sequence of events. First, Hanani reports to Nehemiah, and then Nehemiah reports to the Melech. And the first episode was in Kislev, the second was in Nisan, in the same year, and therefore Rosh Hashanah had to be in Tishrei. The Gemara is going to express it out, elaborate a little bit more as follows. So now you know the history, we could spell it out. A little Navi here, Rabbi David Katz What in fact did Hanani say to Nehemiah? As follows, Shinemar. Right, this is the first pasuk. You open up Nehemiah and it says, Right, Purim vibes. It says, Nehemiah was in Shushan. That's the amazing thing, right? That he, that's where he was. Okay, he was still in Gaulus over there. Okay, in Persia. And, So one of my bros from Yerushalayim came, Right, and he came from Judah. And I asked him, how are the Jews doing over there, by the way, in Israel? Look at, look at how they were. The surviving Jews, the Pleita, Shevita Pleita, remained in captivity. And I said, how's Jerusalem doing? And he says to me, Terrible situation for those. It's a busha over there. He says, thanks for asking. The walls are breached and everything's on fire. Oh, okay, so not good then? Right. So that's when Nehemiah reports of the sorry state of the Jews in Yerushalayim. Amr Nehemiah Lamelech Benisan. So that was the report in Kislev. And that report Nehemiah passes over to the king in Nisan. Shinemar, the Pazak says, What's going on here? Something to do with Yain. The art scroll points out there was a yain issue here. The, the Nehemiah used to always bring him wine. The king suspected maybe he poisoned it. Yeah, Nehemiah usually used to, used to be the guy who tasted it. You know, that's a big king move to get, make everybody taste it, see that they don't die first. Now he didn't do so. You might recall episodes like this, even with Achashverosh and the Megillah. Be that as it may, it worked out, meaning Nehemiah was granted an audience with Achatashta. And he carried up the wine, gave it to the king. And the king was pretty cool with him. He was willing to listen. And the Melech says, why do you look so downcast? I know that you're fit as a horse. The fact that you look down, I know can't be because you're sick. Because I know that you're not poisoned from this wine, we'll say. Rather, you are depressed. Why are you so depressed? Nehemiah asked him the king. So the Chemia says, I said to the king, Long live the king. Why shouldn't I be depressed? My city, the city of my ancestors' graves, is consumed with fire, is in ruins. My city is in ruins, and that's why I'm depressed. It's like a little mini Purim story with the Persian king, no less. In Nehemiah, okay? So he says, what? So the king's response was very positive. He says, what is it that you request? And then Nehemiah says, now the Pasuk is a little weird. Vaspalel, Keshemayim, sounds like the king is saying, uh, you know what, like, 
Like, like you know, when, 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 uh, when Andrew's son-in-law is asking for money, he tells him the Abishtim at Helfen, right? It's like he's asking for, for help, and he says, the Abishtim at Helfen. He's not really saying that. The king isn't saying that. Rashi over there, Nehemiah explains, Vaispalel el Elokei means that it was at that moment that Nehemiah said a silent prayer to himself. Please, please, please answer positively. And sure enough, the, that prayer was answered. It says, uh, So he says, and he said to the king, right? Very much Purim vibes. Send me over to Israel, to Yehuda, to the place of my ancestral burial, and I want to rebuild your shalim. So basically, send me the resources to rebuild your shalim. What was the answer? Okay, he had a consort sitting next to him. Yoshevet at slow. He said, give me your itinerary. When are you leaving? For gezunt and kum gezunt. And sure enough, it was a positive response. And he, and he sent me. I gave him a time. I told him what my itinerary was going to be and when I was going to return. But be that as it may, you read the Psukim in Nehemiah and you see a sequence of events. Nehemiah gets word of the sorry state of the Jews in Yerushalayim. And then he relates that to the king. And then the king tells him, I'm going to help you build Yerushalayim. So beautiful, you know, mini Purim story over here that clearly indicates a sequence where Kislev preceded Nisan. Ah, fine. So Master of Yosef, so that seems to indicate that it started from Tishrei. However, Yosef says, So now we have the Persian king of Daryavash. What happened here? 24th day of the month in the sixth month. So if you're going to say six months, and you're going to say, so again, months was never in question. Six months always means Elul. Okay, but it, it, Elul was the second year of Daryavash. And then it says subsequently, Bashvi, right? And then it says the seventh month, which we all agree is Tishrei. And it says there too, that it's on the second year. Now, both of these are mentioned in the second year. The first one was in Elul. The second one was in Tishrei. As the Gemara now is going to ask, if it's true that Rosh Hashanah to the Malachim, which are Goyim, is going to be in Tishrei, then if one thing happened in Elul and the next thing happened in Tishrei, they can't both be in the second year. Because by Tishrei, you already have Rosh Hashanah Malachim, and that would be considered the third year. So says the Gemara, If it's true, right? Nobody's arguing that Shvi means Tishrei. You're always counting months from Nisan. And therefore, if it's true that Rosh Hashanah for Gaiisha kings is on Tishrei, so then it would have said the third year, to which Amar Rabbi Abau, Karish Melech Kasherhaya, Lefichachmanulo, Kemalche Yisrael. Can you believe this? Since Karish was the guy that was helping us build the base of Mikdash, and he was like, you know, he was like a kosher king, what we call, right? So, so we count him like Malche Yisrael. So, you do have this ironic thing. The whole point of counting uh, Rosh Hashanah Malachim is to have standardization for Shtaros. Now, now, now you're going to have to have the Jewish community weigh in. Is Trump Mashiach or is Trump, you know what I mean? Or is he the, wor- is he the best or the worst ever? You know what I mean? There's more conf- now it's more confusing than ever. You're going to have this polarization. Is this, <laughs> is this guy, right, from enough despite being a secular king, to be considered by the minion the Jews or the minion Lagayim. Okay. Matkif Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef has the following question. First of all, if that's true, 
that you count Daryavash from Nisan, then you have contradicting Psukim. Where is this? This is in Ezra. He says that the, the base of Mikdash is completed on the third day of the month of Adar, on the sixth year of the reign of Daryavash, the Bayes Sheni, Fitanya. But we have a Bryce of Osazman, Lashana Haba, Allah Ezra and Babel, Galuso Imo. This is an astonishing thing. We, again, as we said, we thought Ezra would come, set up the assembly, the Sanhedrin, set up shop, and then you start construction. You know what I mean? But it, no. Amazingly, it says it's that Ezra only showed up like a year and a half after the base of Mikdash was already built, this Bayashani, with all, and he was bringing, because he was sticking back to inspire, right, the Gullahs and to bring them up from Bavel. And it says, And then when it records Ezra's arrival, it said that he arrived in Av of the seventh year of the king. And if it's true that we count the reign of Daryavish from Nisan, because after all, right, he arrived in Av. So, and we know that he arrived later, right? So if he arrived later and he arrived in Av, so then why are we still calling it the seventh year? It has to be called, right? It has to be that the, the reign of Daryavash is actually not from Nisan, but from Tishrei. Because if it had been from Nisan, by the time Ezra arrived in Av, they would have already called it the eighth year. That's one problem. The second problem, oh, me, dummy. Hasam Karich Hacha Daryavash. There, right, it's, the Pasuk explicitly calls him Karish, and here we're calling him Daryavash. Those are, those from Chagai are two different kings. So, Karish maybe was like considered this Yiddish guy. But Daryavash, how, how do we say? So now you have to say, we have to address these issues. First of all, just like we said, by Sichon and, 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 um, right, and Arad and Kanan all being the same, Tana, we say the same thing here too. Tana, who Karish, who Daryavash, who Aritach Shasta. That's all one and the same, as a matter of fact. How so? Why were they so, why was he called by three names? Where Koresh, Melech Kosher Haya. He was called Koresh because Koresh sounds like kosher. He was a kosher king. That was just called empire. That's what they called him. Like instead of Pharaoh, the Persian kings were called Arta Shasta. And what did his mother name him? Daryavash. That was his actual name. So we say, in any event, we still have a problem, right? Kasha. We have a problem with the first sequence. Why is it not called the eighth year? So Kasha. Not only that, but even worse. Not only do you have to determine when the, whether the king was a good king or not, or a good dude, but you have to determine whether he fell off the derech or is still on the derech. Go figure that out. So here we say, the, the, amazingly, right, the Pasuk, when you're talking about when they resumed the construction of the Bayes Shani, was before, was when he was still from, was before Dayavash, Hichmitz means he turns sour like vinegar, right? When the wine is machmitz, turns from good to bad. But this, this here, this Pasuk about Ezra rising to Yisrael, by then they switched it only to add confusion because that's the Hachashi Hichmitz. That's after he already turned sour and he was therefore no longer being counted from Nisan, but rather from Tishrei. We will have the Matkif of Rav Kahana, the question of this answer, tomorrow on the last line of Gimel Amud Beis.